Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. After this year's elections, a record-setting 12 states will have female governors. While, while the other 38 states will have dinner ready on time. That's unfortunate. Uh, playing old jokes because the writer's strike continues to go on. No Saturday Night Live, no late night shows. Uh, other than that, you wouldn't notice. And that's not good for the writers. That's not good for the writers. Not a lot of not a lot of leverage there. Uh, yes, Title Forty Two expired last night at midnight. Mayorkas is making the rounds on all the shows. We'll have some clips from him and some realities on the ground as the surge has begun. Well, the surge has been going on for a long time. We averaged 11,000 in the last three days, people coming across the border, which is insanely high. A thousand would be an emergency. A a thousand would be an emergency. It's 11,000. Yeah. Yeah. I think those, uh, oh, dang it. What's the Spanish word for chickens? I can't remember. But those chickens are about to come home to roost big. Uh, America is waking up to the results of these progressive policies well, all over the place. El Pollo Loco, a chicken oh, place? Oh, Pollo, yeah, yeah. The Pollos are coming home to roost. Okay. 
The crazy chicken. <laughs> Poyo Loco. <laughs> Stay away, this chicken's crazy. <laughs> Buddy of mine likes El Pollo Loco. He says, we should go there. I say, no way, man. I'm not going there. That chicken is crazy. Not like crazy fun. <laughs> like crazy dangerous. Moving along. Oh, speaking of the writer strike, I hadn't intended to go here. We have some lighthearted international stories coming up in a moment or two, but I was just reading more about the Oakland teachers strike, which is six days in. The poor kids in, in Oakland, San Francisco, they've gone to like three weeks of school in the last three years. Everybody, including the New York Times, is talking about how it was an avoidable tragedy and a mistake to keep the kids out of school and isolated. I won't go off on that tangent. But there's a lot of good stuff to talk about on that score. But uh, So the Oakland teachers are on strike. They're about a billion dollars apart, according to the district. The teachers' union um, says, no, that's not true. It's not a billion dollars. Uh, but here's what the teachers' union is demanding before they will educate your little kids, including many children of color, which is supposed to be especially bad because now you can't just think, Children are beautiful no matter what they look like. you got to bring up their color. Anyway, um, here are your demands. Homeless family housing, reparations for black students, a water station for every 300 students. I'm in favor of water. They don't have enough water fountains? I don't know if I buy that. Increasing mental health support staffing and subsidized transportation for all 34,000 students, among other items. So the teachers union is striking for black reparations. Awesome. Yeah, Good we, luck with we that. We talked the other day about how some of it's climate change. They're striking for certain kind of trees being planted around the school. and whatnot. More climate justice. Yes, all right. exactly. Okay. How about you teach my kid to read? Figure, teach my kid the circ- how to figure the circumference of a circle. Ah. Uh, what what did I used to call it, Michael, when we would do, like, stories from around the world? Armstrong and Getty circled the globe or something stupid like that? Do you what remember? Is, what in yeah. the world? I think it was what oh, in the yeah. world. Welcome to... Uh, do you have the uh, theme music right? Welcome to Armstrong and Getty's What in the World? <laughs> Mentioned this briefly yesterday. Dug into it to give you the details. Jap- Japan's minister in charge of cybersecurity had to admit to the legislature he has never used a computer. How, you, how old is he? Do I have an age? Um, how do you get through life without ever using a computer? Well, he, he explained, actually. Uh, he said, I don't use computers because since I was 25, I have been in a position of authority uh, where secretaries and employees handle such tasks for me. Yeah, I got I to gotta admit, that is a thing. If, you, uh, if you're in a certain situation in life, you do end up with, I have people who do that, so I've never had to do it. <laughs> uh, and uh, the reaction in Japan has been exactly what you'd think it would be. What? It's shocking to me, said uh, one lawmaker, that someone who hasn't even touched a computer is responsible for dealing with cybersecurity policies. They were asking him about the measures in place to guard against cyber attacks on nuclear power plants. And he said, well, I don't really know the exact details. And somebody said... Well, you could, like, smuggle in a USB drive or something like that. And he's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, then he might not be the right person for the job. Boy, that is something. And then uh, turning our gaze is Armstrong and Getty say, what or ask what in the world? Yeah, don't bother. Um, It's just too good. Bad and ill-timed. Jack, if you were to make, and I swear we've not plotted this out, 
if you were to make a really dumb, stereotypical joke about what a, what would be a crisis in Italy, what's it, what anything leap to mind? Like what would really get Italians up in arms? Well, that's a, not a spicy meatball. <laughs> well, you're close. There has been a crisis meeting of the government called over the jump in pasta prices in Italy. Wow. The meeting of a new commission is going to discuss the increase in the price of pasta, according to the uh, Ministry of Enterprises, blah, blah, blah. Pasta prices were up 17.5% year over year in March, according to local media. The price is uh, more than, or I'm sorry, the price jump is more than double Italy's consumer price inflation, which stood at 8.1%. Yeah, inflation's a big deal all around Europe, too, if you uh, have never paid any attention to that. They're raising the interest rates again in Great Britain. Let's see. Pasta at about $2 a box is still relatively inexpensive, but any dispute in Italy involving pasta, which is closely intertwined with the national identity, attracts outsized attention. One estimate suggests that more than 60% of Italians eat pasta daily. Let's see. One social media user said, I can noki believe the prices. I'd refusilly to pay. Taglia, tell me about it. Another responded. These are uh, I, these are pasta puns? Apparently, that passes I almost, for humor in Italy. I almost said noodle, and my uh, Italian friend Giuseppe hated it when anybody referred to any sort of pasta as noodles. Noodles is an Asian food. It's pasta. Wow, okay. I'm glad I never offended an Italian in that way, at least not that I recall. Right. Um, when I, uh, was hanging around a bunch of Italians years ago, all these dudes knew how to make lasagna from scratch. Wow. The noodles too. Everything. Yeah. Just because that was the culture. Yeah. That of course they knew how to make lasagna from scratch and oh yeah, you're eating noodles. Did you just say noodles? The pasta, um, the pasta that goes, yeah, they would make the pasta from scratch. For lasagna, in any other way, was just a horror. And the dudes even knew how to, and the women, obviously, yeah. because um, yeah. it was such important. I, I, I think it's interesting that other countries have held on to these kind of things that we haven't in the United States. Well, I thought defense- of that actually yesterday. I was walking by where they're building some new houses, and some music was coming out of there, and it was a, a, a men speaking a Spanish that were working on the houses. I'm not exactly You're sure. You're kidding. How strange. Where they're from, but the music blasting out of their radio that they had there was like old-timey, um, like, f- folk song by their standards Mexican music, it sounded like to me. And we mm. don't do that in the United States. We don't hang on to any this stuff like that. We we don't. Well, if you dare to defend any traditional American culture, you know, you know it's white supremacy or something like that, uh-huh. the patriarchy or income inequality or something. I just know I hate it. No, we don't have a thing like that in the United States where every everybody knows how to make the fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and gravy. You know, generation after generation. I feel like that disappeared quite a while back. Most places. Yeah, but we got big box stores and fast food. And all, nice. and all the missiles in the world, so there you go. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, getting back to Italy, uh, that reminds me that soon, because of birth rates, what we know as Italy will just be a boot-shaped country full of, or landmass, full of, you know, North Africans and Eastern Europeans and who knows who. Right, um, because they're not having the, babies. Right, exactly, and that uh, wonderful, amazing culture will just go away. 
the United States has been forced by academia to disavow our own culture, um, which is too bad because it was super cool. Um, so it's a different situation. We also allow more immigration than any country on Earth, practically in the history of Earth, with, you know, some crossroadsy countries, uh, an exception. Right. That gets left out of the conversation all the time. We allow more legal immigration than anybody else. We're not we're not a walled off insular society at all. We're the exact opposite. It's one of the reasons we're, we've been such an incredible dynamic economic engine, for one thing. But there um, is but a limit, and we're seeing it right now. But I think it's just so... I mean, it's one more example of the psychosis of the woke crowd that they will staunchly defend, uh, you know, foreign cultures against any, you know, colonialization or, or cultural appropriation or anything like that, but they despise their own. But that's what I've called xenophilia for a long time. It's a, it's a mark of how enlightened you are that you think foreign things are wonderful and domestic things are terrible. It's very sophisticated, very impressive. Uh, speaking of the world, and I don't know if you're going to get to this part, the, there's there's a lot going on in Israel. They're under a heavy attack every day this week and has not been getting much news. And I've never quite understood why sometimes when Israel is under attack, it's the only story in America, and we all act like it's the most important story in the world. And sometimes when it's under attack, it doesn't make the news at all. I think that's because the media now is so left, uh, Israel's considered a bad guy, so they just don't care. I was, oh, okay, maybe that's it. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts uh, uh, run by a guy of Jewish descent, and he said this week uh, they're closer to an all-out, Israeli war than in a very very long time. I saw. Wow, I'm I'm missing this story completely. You know, speaking of foreign lands, I was going to do a feature uh, at some point today on America's best frenemies uh, because there's incredible unrest going on right now in Pakistan and in Turkey. And Turkey, a NATO member, uh, Erdogan, the current leader. You know what his uh, his his big platform is? How he's trying to justify being uh, reinstalled as dictator, essentially. Is uh, we got to boot the Americans out and their influence. We got to rally together against the Americans. That's NATO member Turkey. Yeah, uh, that's a good topic. Also, I want to talk about this Marine that choked that guy to death on the subway in New York, who's now being charged with manslaughter. That is an interesting story, I think, for the whole country, not just for New York. And, I agree. Yeah, and, a lot and, there. And, yeah, I'd say, and a bunch of other stuff. Stay with us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This comes after days of protests around the city. Mayor Eric Adams addressing Neely's death. One of our own is dead. A black man, black like me. One thing we can say for sure, Jordan Neely did not deserve to die. Penny, seen in this disturbing video from May 1st, restraining Neely in a chokehold for at least three minutes as other passengers hold Neely down. So if you've watched the news at all over the last couple of weeks, you've seen that video. Uh, you got this white guy, former Marine, being charged with manslaughter now, turned himself in today, uh, holding this guy down, got his arm around his neck. Holds him for three minutes. Other people helping holding the dude down. Dude dies. Homeless guy who was acting crazy on the subway. Worth pointing out that the people helping were of various races. Right. Man, there are so many angles to this story that you could discuss. It's, it's really interesting. What a horrible situation. But my overarching thought is if you don't police this stuff, with actual police, people are going to start doing this because you gotta, because you're surrounded by people you're frightened of. People are getting attacked regularly. You're in a, do I wait till he stabs me or do I do something situation every day in some cities? Because you got somebody screaming nonsense and waving his arms around like feet away from your children. You're going to have a lot more of this sort of thing if we don't decide to get these people off the street or do something with them. Well, you're 100% right. Uh, A couple of quick thoughts. Number one, Eric Adams' race baiting there was utterly inexcusable. There's no evidence that race played any role whatsoever. Secondly, this guy wasn't screaming nonsense. He was screaming threats, said he was going to kill somebody, said he didn't go to care if he went to jail for life and this man who is pretty well known has a long history of violence he's been arrested 40 times he smashed a 67 year old woman in the face breaking multiple facial bones he was sentenced to 15 months in a drug rehab facility he fled in less than two weeks there were warrants out for this guy but nobody bothered picking him up even though they knew where he was because he's all over the place and he was loud poor son of a gun is, is completely mentally ill And and he didn't, quote-unquote, deserve to die, but to claim that he was murdered for being homeless or murdered for being black like the activists are is grotesque. It's obscene. He's mentally ill or he ruined his brain with drugs, which we got to figure out what we're going to do as a society. I mean, you're in the same situation if your brain doesn't work, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how we handle that. Um, Yeah, the the, making it a racial thing is just so awful. And and the focusing on this Marine who who had him in a chokehold and was holding him on the ground... 
when you got all these other passengers hold him down, do you think if he had just like randomly the 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 uh, the guy that died, the homeless guy that died, who was regularly on the subways, and he's described as a Michael Jackson impersonator? So they're trying to put in your head if you've ever been on a subway or something like that. Regularly, there are street people who jump on the train and sing or dance or whatever, and then go around and ask for money. And generally, you give them a dollar hoping they won't stab you. <laughs> That's the way it works. But so. Obviously, if all these other people jumped on the dude and held him down also, Marine dude wasn't the only one that thought this guy needed to be restrained by definition. If if it had been just he randomly attacked a Michael Jackson impersonator, the other people on the train would be screaming, hey, dude, what are you doing? Let go of the guy. No, they didn't. They helped him hold him down. Right. So, again, by definition, a, 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 a number of people were worried about this guy, worried for their own safety. So, and then to make it racial, oh my God, how awful! Including, I'm I'm looking at the still picture right here. Got a black guy holding his body down. So he didn't have him yeah. by the neck, but he's holding his body down so he couldn't get loose. Make no mistake, writes one activist, a white man lynched nearly because of his blackness. White supremacy allows white people to function as extensions of a settler colonial state power. Oh, what an awful thing to say. Oh, my God. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've been very, very clear 
that there are lawful, safe, and orderly pathways to seek relief in the United States. And if one arrives at our southern border, one is going to face tougher consequences, and that is what we are going to deliver. <laughs> Secretary of Homeland Insecurity Alejandro May Useless there. <laughs> I'm working on a nickname for him. He That's desperately needs a nickname. That's pretty good. May useless. That is pretty good. All right. We'll hang with that one. We'll try it on for a while. We'll see if it's comfy. Waste of skin, Alejandro May useless. <laughs> um, there is nobody in the on the planet, American, Mexican, Honduran, anybody who believes him. He said, "We you we, we will may will be returned. We are getting strict. We mean it this time. Tougher consequences. <laughs> oh." Oh, no bueno, said nobody. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier on the show, I'm wearing my Kid Rock for U.S. Senate hat. That's when you know S is getting real. I think this is a serious day. Title 42 has expired. Uh, things are out of hand. We need real leadership, Kid Rock for Senate. Where is Robert Ritchie when you need him? So uh, I do have optimism that something's going to f- finally happen around this whole border issue. Because of this brilliant idea of sending migrants not just to small towns in Texas, Arizona, etc. They're being sent around the country, and the reporting on that is getting a lot of attention. The migrant crisis is stretching far beyond the southern border. From Chicago, where immigrants are sleeping in a police station, to Denver, where they're packing into this parking garage and overwhelming this intake center. There's nowhere else for these these refugees to go. Yeah, that's the way it's been in hundreds of cities across the southern border for years and years and years. There's nowhere else for them to go. Now, all of a sudden, it's Denver and other places. He goes on. New buses of migrants also arriving in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., so-called sanctuary cities where local authorities have said they won't enforce federal immigration laws. Here in New York, Mayor Eric Adams is now sparring with the suburbs as he blames the Biden administration for the city running out of shelter space. The national government has turned its back on New York City. I'm confused. I thought busing people somewhere was racist and using them as political props and dehumanizing. I'm so confused. The federal government is failing New York City. So then it's important when they're failing all those cities in Texas and Arizona and California and everywhere else. Whatever. Not my problem. And it's not his problem. He's the mayor of New York City. But for crying out loud, well, there's a backlash coming. As the city receives up to 1,000 migrants a day, a plan to bus migrants to two surrounding counties has now sparked fierce backlash. I think it was, a, it was an ambush. Did you feel blindsided? Yes. I felt disrespected. Oh, you felt No human being is an ambush. What? I'm so confused. I've been listening to your rhetoric for decades now, and you're not living up to any of it. To my complete lack of surprise. <laughs> we'll end with this, then discuss. Teresa Kenny is the supervisor of Orangetown, New York, a quiet suburb some 25 miles north of Manhattan. Is this a case of not in my backyard? No. We have zoning laws because things are appropriate in appropriate locations. That's appropriate for a hotel. It's not appropriate for a homeless center, which will have up to 340 single adult males put in it suddenly. So local officials have gotten a temporary restraining order, even posting these sheriff's department vehicles outside of this hotel to prevent migrants from being bussed in. That's absolutely amazing. 
Holy cow. It's almost satisfying to see. It is. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I got some schadenfreude happening. Yeah. God, the smugness. And, you know, the show being based out of California now for decades, it's uh, uh, it's been, you know, right under our noses for a very long time. The smugness and contempt with which the various enlightened jurisdictions announced that they were sanctuary cities or states and and and, and the accusations of racism and inhumanity and the rest of it for the parts of the country that actually had to deal with this. It's just been so repulsive for so long. This probably makes me a bad person. I'm loving this. Now, there are some serious problems that will have to be dealt with, obviously. Right. I mentioned this the other day. That I was listening to a podcast with a, a, a right-winger who agrees with me like on everything practically, but he lives in New York, and so he's talking about now we have people in our party, in the Republican Party, who, uh, you know, they get bothered whenever they hear somebody speak in Spanish, and so we need to learn how to... No, 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 dude, dude, hold on a second. You live in New York, you haven't dealt with this. The reason people are bothered by people speaking Spanish is all of a sudden your school doesn't function, all of a sudden your ER doesn't function, all of a sudden you can't get a job unless you learn a new language. These things piss people off. It's not racism or or brown people or any of that. People, uh, white people who are afraid of being replaced by the other. No, shut up with all that crap. You haven't dealt with it. And now these towns that are dealing with it are all of a sudden, no, it's not. Uh, not NIMBY, not in my backyard. We're just, we have zoning laws. And we're, in a, yeah, they have zoning laws in all those cities in southern Texas, too. But they've had to just give up on the idea and, 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 and change things because they're overwhelmed. People tend to resent when their kids used to be in a great school and now they're in a school where the teacher teaches in English, then the kids sit there. As the teacher tries desperately to teach in Spanish, and they just lose the educational experience they used to have. That's not racism. That's a concrete change. You know, I actually heard Robert Kennedy Jr., who's uh, running against Biden as a Democrat for president, and he's got about 20%, which is a shockingly high number, running against the sitting president. But his angle on this was, uh, and I don't agree with him, But it makes sense. His angle was that we have to take care of these people because we've sent every message for years that they can come here. So it's our responsibility to take care of them. Now, I don't agree with the uh, that at the end of it, but it makes sense from a we have sent every message for years and years and years. You're welcome. Come on. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. action, actions speak louder than words. It's been true for every angle of your life, including this one. Mayorkas can say over and over the border is secure. You can talk about title this or that. But when people watch TV or they talk to their relatives on the phone who've lived in the United States for five years uh, and nobody's ever come knocking on their door. And they say, dude, of course you can work. Yeah, it's, it's no problem. We'll show you how. We'll show you the ropes. It's easy. What a nutty system. But I do have some optimism that's going to be dealt with uh, now that you know, that clip from Denver. We have a thousand people here. Oh, my God, a thousand people. There are signs that the inevitable horrors unleashed by progressive policies are getting people's attention. And they're resisting. You know, in New York, that poor uh, homeless, crazy, violent guy who was choked out on the subway. Um, they're still trying desperately to make that about race. The progressives are. I mean, it's not an accident. It's not just that that's their go-to card. If they admit what they're actually doing, then the jig is up. And I'll tell you about that in a moment or two. 
After a quick word from our friends at MyPillow, they are putting these uh, pillows, the, not pillows, the slippers, the four-layer slippers on sale. It's a screaming deal on just some fabulous, super durable slippers. You'll be handing down these slippers in your will. They're that durable. <laughs> wow. I didn't know wills included slippers. Well, they can. These slippers are about 150 bucks normally, but right now they're 25 That's over $120 in savings. You are limited to 10 pairs at checkout because they're going to sell out at that price. Mm-hmm. So uh, all you have to do to check them out is to go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and remember the code Getty, G-E-T-T-Y, uh, and, you know, look at all the other great products. It's all about uh, sleep and waking up and that sort of thing. But these uh, these slippers are ultra comfortable and extremely durable. Uh, and on a crazy sale, again, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, you use the code Getty, G-E-T-T-Y. You know, Enjoy we, your slippers, my friends. We haven't mentioned, I was going to, I hadn't read the article yet. This is from the Washington Post yesterday on how Biden has had multiple explosions at his staff over excuses for interaction at the border. This is from the Washington Post. When Biden would have explosions, and he did have a bunch of them, he'd say, damn it, you haven't told me anything different from what you told me last week, said a former official who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe the president's behavior. Then 10 minutes later, he'd say, look, I'm sorry, I know everybody's trying. But so he uh, he's feeling the pressure if he's blowing up in meetings saying, hey, wh- why isn't anything happening? Wow, so many things I want to talk about. I'm um, uh, number one, uh, the uh, Marxist progressive types and uh, the border, the open border is part of it. They're actually trying to break the system. They don't think this will work. They know it won't work. There are various, you know, terms for it in political theory. The Cloward Privens, uh, Cloward Piven strategy. Um, you try to overwhelm the system to break it. Then you have an excuse to tear all it all down and, and rebuild it. So that's part of what's going on here both with claiming the uh, the violent homeless guy was a racial lynching and uh, and not just an example of progressive law policies the open border it's it's all uh, it's all included uh, second thing i want if to you, say if you look at it ahead. through that lens it makes it a lot easier cuz i'm always trying to figure it out like how could you possibly think this is a good idea they don't think it's a good idea they think it's a horrible idea that's why they're in favor of it cuz they want the whole thing to fall apart yeah, the useful idiots, um, your your college kids and young people who are chanting and breaking stuff in the street, they believe it. Um, but that's you know that's that's politics. You're a cynic with one goal. You convince your pol- your followers you have other goals, and then they chant that in the street for you. Um, so it's it's a mix of both things. But the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, I think it was even the eh, the Washington Times. Had an article, uh, and I had this had escaped me. You know how when uh, the president uh, has a foreign leader at the White House, ninety percent of the time they do a joint press conference to talk about this uh, special relationship between our two nations. Now we'll take a few questions, and sometimes it's on the topic at hand. Sometimes the guys, domestic, uh, you know, uh, reporters who are on the trip will ask him questions our president doesn't give a damn about then our guys will ask our president a question has nothing to do with say south korea for instance but it happens all the time if a foreign leader comes biden has ended that he now releases a short video message and he sends the foreign leader out alone to the white house driveway (laughs) you go that's been the last bunch of foreign leaders and if you could could bring the cans back in when you're done that'd be awesome (laughs) yeah bring out the recycling (laughs) 
Yeah, so uh, that is just one more bit of evidence. There's no damn way he can run again. And again, I mean, if they're already taking measures like that, we might be in favor of him canceling those press conferences because it'd be a national security issue. So speaking of immigration, one thing we don't really have time for now, maybe next segment, I, I find this so interesting. Speaking of people getting pushed to their limits and realizing something has to change, what Texas is doing to patrol its own border. It's really pushing up against norms, constitutional uh, principles, but it looks completely necessary. And where it ends, nobody knows, but I think it's a great topic. Well, you got to do something. Um, what was the other thing I wanted to get into? I don't want to talk about that. We've made it so far without... No, no. Right. No, We've made right. it so far without a certain word showing up on the show. And, certain uh, name. Certain yeah. name. But I almost can't pass this up. Ben Shapiro. Oh. Ben Shapiro had the best tweet about the town hall the other night. But do I go oh. there or can I can oh, I hold back? Maybe so tempting. <laughs> Little Ben, smart as a whip, often very funny. Oh, this is the the perfect conundrum. You're Satan. You are Satan. Anyway, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Texas's border czar says the state will step up where the federal government won't. We cannot continue to sit back and allow the federal government to allow thousands upon thousands of people into Texas. This is a, a federal government problem, and Texas is standing up to try to do what the Biden administration is refusing to do. I'm reminded of, uh, you remember when uh, Arizona started to implement uh, border security efforts on their own, and Barack Obama's Justice Department sued them and told them, you can't. So the federal government refuses, and the federal government will prevent you from doing our job for us. Right. It's really uh, maddening. It is indeed. Uh, So Texas has had enough, though, and Greg Abbott, who is no chicken when it comes to pushing hard, has deployed uh, quite a few soldiers, hundreds of soldiers from the National Guard, um, and uh, according to the liberal New York Times, whose coverage of this is biased, as you might expect, but pretty thorough, um, they, uh, they're writing about the fact that for two years now, Texas has engaged in a multi-billion dollar attempt to arrest and deter migrants, uh, deploying helicopters and drones, National Guard troops patrolling the border in camouflage, state troopers racing down highways in black and white SUVs. Uh, the state has bussed thousands of migrants to East Coast City, like cities like New York, lined up the reedy banks of the Rio Grande with concertina wire, etc. Uh, the legislative actions, some of which were expected to pass the state house this week, the stuff we've been talking about, would expand and make permanent elements of the border enforcement program that Abbott unveiled in March of 2021, known as Operation Lone Star. But states, Jack, cannot enforce federal immigration law. That is up to the federal government. So now civil rights groups, immigrant advocates, and Democratic lawmakers have opposed the bills and are going to take it to the courts. And uh, it could go, I hope it goes, to the Supreme Court again. And they ask the question, if the federal law, if the federal government, rather, de facto refuses to fulfill its obligations and the state can show serious damages to its people, why can't they do something about it? It's it's some sort, it's like a weird, uh, uh, bizarro world. What was that, the... Like uh, there was an evil Superman. What was that called? It was Bizarro World. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, a friend of mine um, runs a, a comic book store named that. Ah, oh, fabulous. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're in a Bizarro like uh, Ninth Amendment uh, in reverse world where powers not exercised, or I'm sorry, but yeah, powers not exercised by the federal government absolutely do not go to the states. It's just unworkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the videos out today of the, uh, the, the 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 gazillions of people pouring into the country. As I said earlier, so, if this isn't the mess, the, it'll do until the mess gets here. Yeah, yeah, I love that expression. Uh, so I'm trying to puzzle out, and uh, you know, I'm I'm a guy who read one magazine article on this stuff. Um, uh, we should appeal to Tim Sandifer, one of our other constitutional lawyer friends. Um, I'm trying to figure out how the Supreme Court would rule on this stuff. I have a feeling they would say, no, the duties are pretty well outlined. Who does what? And if the federal government fails to do it, the people will get mad enough to vote in new people in the federal government. You can't just have the states volunteer to do it. The states to volunteer to declare war on Iran, for right. instance. Right, right. Yeah, I can see where it could get out of hand very quickly, but. Boy, but how frustrating, painful, deadly, and expensive is it for the border states like Texas and Arizona? 
So, if you have kids of a certain age, probably particularly boys, they are vibrating like it's Christmas morning today, going to have trouble paying attention in school until they can get home and play Zelda the Tears. The new Farrah Fawcett poster is out. <laughs> until they get home and can play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the adventure begins today. My son and his friends have had this circled on their calendar for months. I mean, maybe even back to last year. Wow. And uh, have been waiting for it. And uh, Henry is begging me to stay home from school today. <laughs> You're not going to stay home from school. You got the weekend. <laughs> they, they released it on a Friday. So I think the third most popular video game of all time behind only Fortnite and Minecraft, Zelda. And uh, man, he and his friends are just, he, he, when I get home, I'm going to go in my room. Don't bother me. I plan to be in there until midnight. I'm going to sleep a little. Maybe you can slip some food under the door. <laughs> wow. I just said, son, we're going to wait six months and buy it used. It's a lesson. <laughs> You'll thank me later. Oh, we pre-ordered it. He used his Christmas money to pre-order it. It's already paid for. It should just show up in his computer and he'll be ready to play. Wow. Wow. I am so not in that world. <laughs> me neither, really. Uh, means I can get a little alone time, maybe, if he's busy. Uh, maybe I can get some laundry done. Um, if you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. I'm going to be the first to mention the T word in hour three. I can't believe you I, dirty bastard of all people, it's a low T Friday, but we will mention the town hall and the ratings and all the other stuff, so stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.